Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. You know, but yeah, yeah like. <laughs> oh! oh my God. Yeah. What do we got for a cold open today? I don't know. <laughs> the air conditioner in this office. It's cold in here, man. Like is despite it? despite how hot it is, yeah, especially out the front where I work. Hey, I'm at work, everybody. Yeah. You know, welcome to my. Uh, you know, it's not terrible. I, I I don't hate working here at all. Is I mean, I can do this here. You, you know? Yeah. Usually we uh, have a little something planned for the cold open and hit record, but hey, this time we didn't. No, this time <laughs> so we just we're just hit, talking. No, this this time we just hit record and went in blind. Went you know? in blind as a bat. Yeah, like Mr. Magoo. Yes. And then who else? There's uh, Helen Keller. <laughs> Ray Charles. Ray Charles. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Who else is blind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Justice. Justice. <laughs> yeah. Justice. Justice. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, Justice that, yeah. is blind. Yeah. ready let's do it all all right welcome to the brain buster boys episode 70 my name is brett jagger along with beaumont brand I thought I had more water left over for that. I was going to gargle some water. What a start. I thought I had more water. Drinking um, some great value pure fried drinking water, courtesy of Rand Insurance. Oh, you're drinking. Um, I'm drinking some BioSteel Sports Hydration Los Angeles Lakers Showtime Grape, courtesy oh. of Lee Plummer's job. Oh, wow. Because he's off the chips now. So yeah. now we get all sorts now, of weird drinks. Now, now he's on the biofuel. That's a shame, though. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the chip, no the more chips. chips. The chips yeah. were uh, talk about luxury. I yeah. mean, that was just getting all these free chips sent to your house for years. I mean, when, when Kroger brand chips, I mean, you know, the private selection and they're like normal, like kettle cook. Like are pretty good. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they bring it. Uh, and routinely. we would get all sorts of stuff, as you'd seen, you know, some of it not. But yeah, now getting some weird sports drinks that are yeah. pretty good. L.A. Uh, Lakers he, branded. <laughs> he gets a lot of mixers. So he does like mixers, too. So we oh. have like. So Tons that, of like lime juice and grenadine and bloody mix and all this shit. So he does that whole aisle that has like tonic Cor- water and, and all that stuff. Okay, so he got yeah. moved from what was called bag snacks to whatever it is now. And he's got like a few different things. <laughs> Hopefully the listeners out here are really enjoying me. Talk us uh, talk about our landlord's job. <laughs> it's but a yeah, pretty but, interesting job. I always yeah. tell people he was a chipman. He was a chipman. Now he's a drinkman. He's a drinkman. He's a drunkard. He is a drunkard. I I bet he's been really excited about Louisville football and all. And they're absolutely, yeah. How about that shit? Yeah, yeah. With their, uh, they were bringing um, the recruits on a visit. Um, So I guess context for listeners: Louisville football has been in somewhat of a sorry state, but now they have like already what already is the best recruiting class in school history, and we're top ten or close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, may not say that, but like I think I've seen people say it'll probably stay top 
15 without yeah. any defections or decommitments. Thank you, Pierce Clarkson and your dad and Adidas and the NIL rules. Yeah. So <laughs> as Brett said, you know, it's all, it's all from that. So they invited all these guys to Louisville. They, they flew them all out from all over the country for like their official visit. And what they did was they took them to Bowman Field and they had like all these private jets and, oh, these, wow. like, and these Bentleys with these like chrome red like rims. That like like somebody like got all those vehicles there to a hangar and they had like a little party you know for them and I like mean, all, yeah and they're all these say, sorry go ahead oh no i so said like like the funny thing is there's all these pictures of these players like in these jets like like looking like they make a lot of money and it's yeah. really extravagant yeah so, so it's it's kind of funny how it just um you know really kind of i think embodies what people may not like about this stuff that like yeah. people are just getting all this money. <laughs> the state of college athletics is pretty insane right now. Yeah, like it, I was, I've been kind of off it for years and well, you know, now that Louisville, you know, Louisville football seemingly might be better and basketball, you know, coming off the worst season, you know, there's a lot of momentum there with Kenny Payne. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm certainly going to be intrigued by Louis, what Louisville's doing, but yeah, just in general, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. Like you know, if, the transfer portal is basically free agency. Yeah. You know, um, and like, oh, who's going to want to sponsor this guy or, you know, throw this guy, whatever, or this woman, you know, whoever it may be. But and speaking of, you know, uh, and I'm, I think we may have talked about this in an earlier episode, but I saw that WWE, to come back to wrestling, did release their second NIL class. Oh, yeah. I did yeah, see yeah. something so, about so, that. So WWE kind of comes in and they um, yeah. you know, sponsor, you know, athletes who they think will, eventually kind of transfer into into wrestling yeah um as the careers go down the line it's football well, players it's track athletes men and women yeah so yeah well speaking of wwe <laughs> <laughs> we have not recorded since uh i didn't even think about this before we started but uh our good friend vince in a little hot water um the first that i people basically out there saying like this is the biggest threat to vince mcmahon since the 1992 steroid trial um so it's pretty wild and yet he has yet he's come out on tv since then and oh yeah like in character yeah just like introducing shit and just like welcome to smackdown and now forever together but like all joyous and like he did like a jumping kicking knee off the steps at raw that's become a huge meme like a click your heels type thing (laughs) so it's like he's just acting like you know everything's hunky-dory and fine which that's fucking Vince, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all these reports are coming out like backstage and people, it's just like an uncomfortable environment. And like, you know, he's not taking this seriously and yeah. he thinks he can beat it, blah, blah, blah. Well, he thinks he could benefit he probably from it. W- he probably will beat it. Yeah, and, but... and not just that. He thinks the reason he's acting like this, at least in my mind, is like he thinks he can benefit from this. If he plays his character. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you know, like just owns this completely um from the standpoint of the mr mcmahon character i think he thinks you know deep down that it will ultimately be a net positive yeah big net positive it's gonna be fascinating to see how all this plays out because again this is vince mcmahon we're talking here one of the most powerful you know people in this in the world frankly one tweet i think it may have been jobber nation or some goon like that but someone called him the the, the, um, wrestling stan lee and that's so funny to think of the comparison of the real short guy yeah. you know and then like that you know 
it's it, it's I'd very true but it's very like bigger than stanley oh i think i mean that would be if marvel and dc were and everything were one and this guy at the helm you know oh yeah yeah but like it, it's so fun that but it know, is a very funny yeah, it's a funny comparison <laughs> yeah but but there's truth you know for sure but uh yeah i mean obviously at this point everyone knows you know he's alleged to have made i think up to three million dollars in hush payments to various women throughout the years that i don't know maybe he had affairs with all of them or what the deal was um i haven't read too too much into this but uh it is interesting for sure and the fact that he's playing character while all this shit is happening is interesting and then the big i think one of the biggest things was less the three million and more like i guess the woman that he did have an affair with was an employee Mm -hmm. and her salary doubled from like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand the bobby petrino special yeah right there like overnight yeah so pretty pretty crazy he's currently obvious so that's the thing he's out as ceo but he's still running the fucking company and he's still leading creative and everything yeah yeah it's in his daughter Stephanie has taken over, which that was met with, you know, again, reports and anonymous reports, like seemed like people were happy about that. Yeah. Um, Because Stephanie's always seemed to be, you know, very good, like publicly for the company, always Mm -hmm. doing good stuff. And she's just kind of a badass woman and doesn't take shit. And I think she's just more well liked than Vince. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that and then also John Laurinaitis, who you don't really know, but he was a big character on TV for a while. He yeah. kind of talks like this. He's a <laughs> fucking goon. Um, but he got he was also, I guess, a part of this and the affairs and everything. So he got ousted as head of talent relations and they bring in our boy, Bruce Pritchard, the Star Trek five of podcast. <laughs> so Bruce at the helm now um and apparently that was not met with much uh fervor <laughs> you almost sung to the star trek five <laughs> you did almost sing it didn't he when he said it star trek five uh, podcast. <laughs> it's got a musicality to it <laughs> but yeah wild wild stuff going on in the land of wwe certainly something to monitor yeah i like the bobby petrino special there yeah um, i feel like there's something else that i wanted to say about this but uh yeah i don't know um yeah the cody Rhodes uh seth rollins hell in a cell match a few weeks ago was great um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you got anything else? I got a couple other little wrestling tidbits to discuss, but we're going to, well, I guess again, we're always bad or I'm always bad at like, we get into this intro eight minutes and then say what the show's going to be, but fuck it. So we're just going to talk a little dynamite, which was pretty good. And you unfortunately now have to miss forbidden door. Oh, it stinks, but I will still be there and meeting with six other wrestling podcasters very much looking forward to it, but you will be there in spirit, and we yes. will be going over the card for that, which seems like the show is fucking cursed because every single day it's like someone new gets injured. Yeah, but it's still gonna be amazing, and I can't wait. But yeah, we'll get into all that later. Um, but yeah, you got anything else just to get off your chest, off your mind? Oh, yeah, I can talk about the Steely Dan show. I yeah, went, yeah, to, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, got yeah. any anything that's been going on in life recently? We just we haven't talked quite as much over the last, you know, oh, week and a half. And we've been just, you know, uh, a little more inconsistent with our timing sure. of these because it's summer and uh, yeah. 
we're busy boys and we're enjoying life. But as we said last time, <clears throat> we're going to get back on the horse of uh, narrative and you yeah. know, doing this every every week. And, you know, but we're, we're having fun. But, yeah, sure. what, what's been going on the last week and a half for you? Uh, I don't know. I guess in terms of timing, I mean, should we talk about the Supreme Court stuff? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if we need to get into it, but it's fucked. Yeah. How it about is that? Fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's obvious, it's obviously something that like was like shocking to see today. I guess not shocking because yeah. you knew it was coming because of the, but yeah, we were talking right before parts this unsettling, you know, of like, yeah, yeah everyone kind of knew this was coming when the new judges got on there and whatnot. But, um, yeah, to wake up or to see it today, not expecting it, and social media has just been yeah. a heinous place today, yeah. And, yeah, and I, it sucks. It's, it does uh, suck. it's a sad day for our country, and, and I think you know. Like, at least I feel like, you know, it's worth using the platform of our show to let people know how to take action. So I actually pulled up a pitchfork today. So this is um, from pitchfork, just a couple of places if you want to donate. Um, yeah, nice. so th- this is pitchfork, especially um, in Kentucky. We're actually swiftly fa- facing like, like a band that was like already in place, mm-hmm. like may have already taken effect. So as of right now, like it may be illegal to get an abortion in the state of Kentucky. I saw in Ohio, yeah. it is still legal. Currently. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So currently facing means Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a lot of states. So there's different places, especially for the deep south, the Yellowhammer Fund, especially Alabama and in, in Mississippi, Indigenous Women Rising, um, and also donating to your classic uh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, those are the three that Pitchfork brought up. So you know what? I'm going to give Pitchfork a shout here too. So if you want to um, donate uh, to any of these things, what I would recommend the easiest thing for you to do is just go to Pitchfork and click that uh, open link there. Um, there those go. three seem like great organizations, especially here in the deep south, because you know, a lot of people in the deep South, you know, you, you like hear people being like, well, I'm going to move to this state or that state where it's going to be more blue and I'm going to, you know, have access to these things and it's going to be a better culture. But a lot of people in the deep South, you know, can't, you know, are, live in poverty and can't afford things like that, let alone the, the price of the procedure. Yep. So, um, so yeah, you know, especially that uh, yellow hammer project, I think, you know, especially since these states are already facing what are called trigger bans. Um, the yellow hammer fund, you know, I definitely got to for that. So I don't know. I thought, you know, uh, important to use our platform. No, uh, for, for sure. Today. But yeah, we don't, we don't want to get too into politics sure. here. That's not what we do, but yeah, this is just an important and unfortunate, you know, we think, yes. uh, situation. So yeah, that's that. Thank you for saying that donate, take action, use your voice, you know, whatever you can do to, to help make a change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I went to the Steely Dan, Dan show that like? last well, week. Did, was... did you see the thing I retweeted today? <laughs> no, um, I didn't. Somebody liked it. So, um, anyways, there's a picture of a woman at a Steely Dan show. I don't know if it was the one. It was yours was at Riverbend, right? Yeah. It was um, someone from called Vermont Postal Service. And, um, the, and um, there's a picture of a woman here who's looking up the Steely Dan Wikipedia page during the show. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to actually pull up the set list here. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good set. Um, and Chris hooked us up with we had like VIP box seats. Oh wow! So it was like dead center of the pavilion. 
just front and center, you know, not wow. not not the closest you could be, but dead center, you know, perfect angle. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so they opened. I wasn't sure what that says. Phantom Raiders is a Stanley Wilson cover. Okay, yeah, they, but, they opened with the cover, I think, last time. I but saw this it. is, it's a pretty, I'll just run through it. It's yeah. a pretty nice set list. So Night by Night, Hey 19, Black Friday, Asia, Kid Charlemagne, which is definitely one of my favorites. Home at Last with an extended instrumental ending. Oh, that's Green, cool. Green Flower Street, which is a Donald Fagan song. Time Out of Mind. Babylon sisters, shake it. Um, green earrings. Bad, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> bad sneakers. Dirty work. And a pizza. Keep that same old feeling, which is the Crusaders cover. Who are these fans? Peg, another one of my favorites. My old school ended okay. the uh, that ended the set. And then the encore with Reeling in the Years, which I was surprised because I know they like don't really love that song, but I yeah. guess it's certainly not a Radiohead creep scenario where they won't play it. Yeah, yeah. And then they ended with a cover, which I thought was interesting. A Man Ain't Supposed to Cry by Joe Williams. Yeah, but wow. I know you'd seen them before. I never had. And, you know, just, you know, listeners here know we've talked about them enough, but I yeah. just got really, really into them during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was an awesome time. It was me, Chris, Will, and then our buddy Ratliff, who I, you've definitely met. Oh, yeah, I met Ratliff. And, uh, yeah, it was a great Theo time. Theo Ratliff. Yeah. Theo uh, Ratliff. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, that sounded, you know, I remember I think we got Babylon Sisters, Hey 19. I think we got, maybe we got Reeling in the Years, but we got, like, Peg. We didn't get that home and last with the extended outro, yeah. which I would have. I would have done backflips. Didn't you say in yours they closed with pretzel logic? Yeah, they did close with pretzel logic. Yeah, (laughs) which is an interest. But I mean, I guess better than a cover. Oh yeah, well, well, and I mean that show was in 2016, so this is six years later. Was Walter Becker still alive? Yes, he was. Yeah, he uh, he died. Was he was he playing? Yeah, yeah. This this was about a year out from his death because he died right after I moved to Illinois, which is August 2017, and I believe that show was the Friday of forecast. So I skipped um forecast on friday that day and then went to the uh, saturday and sunday but spent that friday at the steely dan show yeah at, um at deer creek it was called something different same place as sawfish yeah yeah, yeah. You know? that uh, place has got a good track record for me it's radiohead in rainbows tour on uh, that steely nice. dan show yeah, and then these yeah. Creek fish shows so hell so, yeah um i had something else but i forget oh um how did walter becker die uh i think I know, I, I know between the two, he was the bigger partier. But I guess um, just thinking like, you know, he's playing and then a year later he's dead. Yeah. You know? I, so I, I think know. some sort of, some sort of condition. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not. I was just wondering if you knew offhand, but. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Oh, and he was diagnosed with an aggressive form of esophageal cancer during well, an annual medical checkup in the spring of 2017. Well, there you go. That would make sense. Well, RIP. Walter Becker. Thank you, Steely Dan. Excuse me. Shit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we'll get into it here just in a sec. But I wanted to just bring up a couple tidbits from wrestling. Um, I awarded, I know everyone cares so much, but I awarded my seventh five-star match of the year thus far with Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi in uh, the... It was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu earned the match after winning the best of the Super Juniors, and he could not get the win. Ishimori won in 36-50. 
and it was an incredible match. Korokin Hall, uh, one of the best venues over there in Japan, and they had a match in 2018. Mm. That's the Super Juniors final in Korokin Hall. Top 25, top 30 match of all time. And this was pretty damn close. Like, they've had a number of matches, and this one, it was just, it was epic. Um, and then Impact, still fucking killing it. Had an awesome Slammiversary pay-per-view. I actually haven't seen the main event yet, but heard it was great. Josh, that? Alexander, oh, Josh yeah. Alexander and Eric Young. They're coming back to Paris Town Hall in July. Oh, we should go. I, mean, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I think I might have to request off work, like, now. But I think it's, like... It's like three weeks away. Oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> no, no. It, it, yeah, it's it like July. Like a... Maybe it's like July 17th, something okay. like that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm an impact guy now, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't been watching the show every week, but I've watched all the pay-per-views and, like, these special shows, like the ones we went to, mm-hmm. or Sacrifice and Under Siege. And yeah. I've said it. Their product's better than WWE right now. And, I'm, you know, that's not me just shitting on WWE. And WWE's got some good stuff going on right now, for sure. But I'm just saying Impact's better, more consistent. That's been awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, did I have anything else? Oh, I guess real quick, since we didn't talk about last week's Dynamite, I just want to bring up that there were two fucking excellent matches, two of the best TV matches of the year, mm-hmm. Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay, and then the Bucks and Jurassic Express in the latter match, which the Bucks won. Mm-hmm. I went four and a half stars on both. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it, Dax Harwood is my number two wrestler of the year this year behind yep. only Okada, which yeah. that's just tough to beat right now for me. But Dax has been fucking unbelievable. I'd love to see him win a singles match. He did beat Cash, his partner, but every time he's been out there in a singles match, it's been awesome. He's been great, yeah. And obviously we know FTR is just cooking right now. The, the bestest. So yeah, just wanted to give a shout out for that. You you did watch that show, right? Yeah, I, I, okay. I yeah yeah. So I know that I thought that Young Bucks and Jungle Boy title change was you know like oh like, like then, not not who I expected to get you know the the, the belts off. You well, know. I think it was I think the Hardys were going to win. Like yeah. that kind of seemed to be what the thoughts were, and you know the Hardys just beat the Bucks, right? So like I think they were probably going to win. So I'm not mad about it. I mean, you know, hats off to Jurassic Express. Great run. You know, awesome title defenses. They're hot. Luchasaurus is still over. And now, you know, as we've been talking about for months, Christian finally turned on him. Cuts a fucking unbelievable promo that we'll get into here shortly this week. Uh, But yeah, the Bucks are the champs again. And uh, Hopefully, it's only a matter of time before we get to see Bucks FTR again, because yeah. um, they're now one and one, and uh, the Bucks took the titles from them the last time. Full Gear, your first show a couple years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. I guess. Hey. Eh? Gentlemen. All men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. Gold teeth. (laughs) However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum? As in Platinum Max Caster? 
That's right, Manscaped would like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. As in Bud Light Platinum. You got that right. As you know, Manscaped is the leader in uh, below-the-waist grooming. Now, trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the code BBB. Now, Bioman, tell them what they can expect from the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount, bulk like in your pants, mm-hmm. on Manscaped's top products. That <laughs> Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Elite. You know, such as the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, <laughs> Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, <laughs> ultra premium body wash, mm. also ultra premium two in one shampoo plus conditioner, Ooh. also ultra premium deodorant. My goodness. And then the the, 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 the ultra premium in spirit, crop preserver, anti chafing ball deodorant. My favorite. Pre- yes. <laughs> Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag still um, still going strong for me. I, I love the Shed. Good. Oh, me Dude, too. I'm going to have the Shed this weekend with me in Chicago, baby. There you go. Um, and the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Racker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature that proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and folds. That is important. Yeah, and, and both are waterproof, so you can shave with less mess. Yes. Um, so in addition to shaving, you can also completely up upgrade your shower routine with the body wash and the shampoo and conditioner get your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh um and then you know like apply the aluminum free ultra premium deodorant for all that cologne quality sit on the go they are now my deodorant of use yes primary um big time and then of course you got the crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver ball toner um once they touch your sack you'll never go back i um, could agree yeah and then you got the boxers in the shed travel bag you know bring your comfort and boxers to the next level and the performance package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe the best bang for your shebang man all right get. so um yeah how, how do we uh how do you uh get the get this whole shebang yeah shebangalang 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bbb at manscaped.com you know it it's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code bbb it's time you enjoyed the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. And yes. you know what? Your balls will thank you. Bienvenidos. AEW Dynamite, episode number 142 on June 22nd, 2022. Emanating from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the UW Panther Arena, where Same we place. saw I was wondering that ten yeah. months ago. Yeah, and this a much better show than what we got ten months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we open with unfortunately a great promo from Brian Danielson, but again, unfortunate that uh, he's going to. You know, speculation was coming out that he had an injury during the Anarchy in the Arena match, and that he was. Likely going to be missing both Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, but it wasn't confirmed yet. 
Now it's confirmed. Um, I don't know if they've even said what his injury is. I don't think they have. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, you can't, like, really see it. In yeah, and I can't, like, remember anything specific that happened. Obviously, that match was crazy and brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think they've said what. But, um, you know, he gave a very passionate promo, you know, talking about, you know, how much he wishes he could face Zack Sabre Jr. Because, you know, pretty much everyone counts those two as the best two technical wrestlers in the world. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. I'm not sure if they'd had a match like way back when. Right. I don't think so, but it's certainly possible. Uh, But even in the Wrestling Observer, which is Meltzer's newsletter, um, the technical wrestler of the year is called the Daniel or the Brian Danielson Award. And I think Sabres won it like the past few years. So like there's that element to it as well. Um, So, yeah, it's a shame because obviously this is, you know, they overuse the term dream match so much and it Mm -hmm. bothers me. But this is a dream match and I was really excited to see it, but we won't get to. But. Well, the good his good news was he will be back and he'll be fine. And he is isn't he handpicking who? Uh, so yes, Jr. and uh, so yeah, he has a replacement who he says you know is an excellent technical wrestler, but can also kick some ass when he needs to. So it gets my mind rolling. And funny enough, I didn't even you know I wasn't thinking too many people in Cesaro from yeah. his kind of and his name was Claudio Castagnoli prior to that. That's who everyone thinks it's going to be, and I agree. I don't know why that didn't come to my mind first, but um, Davey Richards is another old ring. You know, it's someone he said was a friend. So, like, I was thinking of old Ring of Honor guys. Right. Davey Richards was one of those. He just debuted on the Impact pay-per-view. Great technical wrestler. He's a bulldog. So that was my first thought. So, yeah, I thought it might be Davey Richards and then – Tom and that Tom, Chad, and Diesel were all there again um, mm-hmm. and was texting them. And he's like Cesaro, Jonathan Gresham, who's the ROH world champion, who mm-hmm. we saw on Ramp or Battle of the Belts not too long ago. Yeah. And then Johnny Gargano were kind of the, I'm like, okay, yeah, those all make sense. But rumors seem to be at Cesaro. His and Brian's careers have been pretty intertwined. Like they were in ROH at the same time, WWE at the same time. He is a good technical wrestler and he is a badass. So, and you know, rumors have certainly been coming out with him ever since he got released from WWE anyway, that he'd be a great fit here. So yeah, if it is Cesaro, that is awesome. You know, if it's Jonathan Gresham, Eh, like I really like the guy, but that just doesn't move the needle as much. Yeah, no, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, but yeah, it would be awesome. So if that's what we get, I'll definitely be satisfied. Uh, well wishes to Brian Danielson. We hope to see you back soon. And even though he didn't say anything, it was still awesome to see my boy ZSJ come out and talk some shit without a microphone. I think I told you like during the G1 last, like he calls everybody darling. All right, mm-hmm. darling. And just yeah. like shit talking him that like, he's so good. I love that guy. So, uh, and you still haven't seen him. So no, you're going to, no, yeah, you're definitely going to enjoy this match for mm-hmm. sure. And I know we talked about whenever we get, get our heads out of our asses and go back to, if you recall, a Zack Sabre Jr. Match That'll be the very first one. First. So deal. Yeah, so we get oh, then we had the the cool Moxley promo in his mm-hmm. classic backstage talking. Yeah. He was talking more about blood and guts coming up mm-hmm. next week, and then he mentions Tanahashi and how they you know they're going to be a team tonight and it's all business. And then at Forbidden Door, it's surely personal. So yeah. 
yeah, more to come on that as they're in the main event, but very, very excited for that one. Um, and then we have our first match, which I thought was great. Um, Orange Cassidy and Rapungi Vice, Trent Breda and Rocky Romero against Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. And uh, Osprey, one of the best wrestlers in the world, currently standing with a one and two record in AEW. How about that? Yeah, no, that's pretty wild. I mean, that makes me sort of think he's going to definitely get the win oh, you know, over Orange on the sure. big stage. Especially yeah, I think since- that, that may be one of the most, like, like obviously now spoiling our picks. Um, but like one of the bigger certainties on the card, it, it seems like I would agree, but I can't, that's the thing. A lot of this will be predictable. Not all of it. A lot of it will, but, uh, what a fascinating matchup that's yeah. going to be though. Like, you know, cause we know orange Cassidy can fucking go and Osprey's as good as anyone in the world. Um, and you know, their interactions that they'd had in this match was fun. This yeah. is or- note. This was orange's first back match, <laughs> first back match, first match back since revolution so it was yeah. great to see him out there uh what do you think of aussie open i know they were in one other match but i have i've seen those guys like five or six times and i think they're great like so many great teamwork moves and like power moves too yeah aussie opens tight and mark davis especially he's the bigger bruiser guy right. um and yeah they just had similar to like how jurassic express does sometimes where they'll like throw and flip a guy and the other guy catches him and, but like more unique than that i can't even remember but it was like an incredible feat that they pulled off with whatever this move was and right it's like something they probably do every time but yeah, these guys rule. Um, hope, <clears throat> definitely hope to see more of them in AEW and New Japan because they've mostly been in RevPro in the UK and in Australia. So uh, let's get these guys on a bigger stage for the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, love the match. Uh, very fun. You know, reminiscent of our old older Dynamite, like fast-paced tag match or six-man right. tag opens, um, even though the, the promo was before this. But uh, yeah, great way to kick it off. And yeah, like we said, great to have Orange Cassidy back in there. And uh, we're going to talk about that match a little later. But then after the match, we had the Imperial Unit, Jeff Cobb, and the Dominator, Great O'Conn. That's mine and Azar's boy. Mm-hmm. Great O'Conn fucking rules. Yeah. Um, they come out and to join with the whole United Empire crew, and they're about to attack and of course and the fans are calling for it ftr i mean these guys are they're so over i don't even have another way to put it um and it's still a fucking crime that they were left off double or nothing but i digress um they come out and of course the bad guys cower and then ftr was in the ring with rapongi vice who will be one of the opponents and then kratos khan and jeff cobb so you know a little bit of a setup to that one but uh have you seen Cobb before? No, I have not. Okay. That's Tom, like Tom's favorite wrestler right now, yeah. Cobb. Um, he's a guy that's definitely grown in the last like year or two. Uh, right. He's gotten a lot better. And he's just as big and thick as he is. He's short, but the guy's a freak athlete. Like he'll yeah. do some flips here and there. He's from Hawaii, competed in the Olympics for Guam. Wow. So, uh, yeah, he's a pretty interesting guy. Um, but yeah, I think that match is going to be a ton of fun. Then more Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt. You know, I'm happy they're doing this, but I guess Samoa Joe's hurt, so uh, he's just not around. But cool that they're at least keeping it going. Obviously, it's going to lead to a match at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing I, else I'm, to say. Um, no, my, I thought my mom... Or... <laughs> 
let's just say here you're you mentioned in the cold open you've yeah. been at work yeah, and it's yeah, friday yeah. afternoon and you we've done this before without yeah. interruption and now you've had what four calls four calls yeah <laughs> at two, least two, two people with car accidents in the which last is not 30 a, minutes which is yeah. not a laughing matter yeah but. yeah not a laughing matter well everyone's okay but it's uh you know it's it's been kooky so uh anyways jeff cobb and uh where were we Great Ocon. <laughs> Great I mean, Ocon. We're still recording. Great so Ocon. Yeah, I uh, know. Um, I mean, those guys, uh, I mean, who are they Who are they going up against at uh, Forbindor? So it's them versus FTR versus Rapongi Vice. Vice, oh man. So yeah, this so should be a lot of tag. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm curious to see him because like, you know, going through this card, I'm like, you know, there's people that I've seen on it, if you recall here and there, but yeah. people that I'm pretty vastly unfamiliar with. Yeah, and like you're... rivalries and histories that I don't really kind of, kind of know uh yeah. you know so i'm kind of really interested to sort of get caught up to speed with that um, yeah this, this is kind of your first like true indoctrination of new japan like yeah. currently you know it's like okay i'll get to see who these guys are yeah what what type of stories they have going on whatever yeah. so uh yeah it's gonna be a ton of fun yes it will and maybe you'll start watching a little new japan after who knows perhaps <laughs> thing <laughs> anywho then we get christian comes out and Outside of MJF, cuts one of the promos of the year here. By God, that's how you turn heel, baby. Yeah, he had he had one part of, of this that I thought was funny, where he was like, "You people and your tweets and saying <laughs> stuff." You know, it's cool to see him turn heel, but you know, it was like a he, that moment was very sort of like you know what's going on with kids these days and their social yeah. media and stuff. Like 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 him like saying that I, it it cracked me up a little. And bit, he is, but, a, I think, a forty eight year. So yeah, yeah. So, so it makes sense. So it's so it's within his you know vernacular and uh, just age, I guess. But no, I thought uh, I, like yeah, it it was very effective in turning him heel. Um, oh, you know, yeah. expe- especially the, you know, the Jungle Boy personal stuff. Obviously, that's so what I was good. building toward. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess I, somewhat of a credit to him for letting them use it. You know? Yeah. I mean, as we've seen that type of stuff happen similar with MJF and Pillman, MJF and Darby, you know, where they use kind of personal history. And, of, you know, everyone's obviously OK with it or they wouldn't be doing it. Um, but, I, you know, when he mentions like the clip of him after uh dynamite when he went up to them and it felt like an episode of jerry springer like a with all bit, the f-bombs yeah. that they were oh yeah out. yeah they're like, bleeping out that was the first like it, it geeked me out i'm like what this is on there, T- tbs right now yeah <laughs> like, the, the, there was a moxley f-bomb that they didn't get though oh really yeah yeah that he, he who did he who did he have up um like was he yeah, yeah, on this show. Yeah, there in the match. match. Yeah, yeah, in the match. Okay. He, had, he had somebody, it might have been Chris Jericho. He had him like out of the ring and like rolled up, you know, on the sort of the metal divider, the fencing. Yeah. And then like he looked in the camera and he said, like, I'm not. You oh, know, I yeah. think, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not here to yeah. fuck around or yeah, something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's it. So you get to see that type of shit in New Japan often, like yeah. the American or, you know, foreign wrestlers, like they'll just like Juice Robinson used to drop F-bombs and promos all the time. Yeah. There's one famous one about <laughs> what is how many bones are in the body, like 122 bones, motherfucker, something. Like I don't know. It's just great. But yeah, F-bombs in the course of a match are always fun. Uh, but yeah, he said basically what he told them was that they raised a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then what what was it that he said about his dad? Something uh, about- he'd be disappointed in him, you know. Oh, and about like how Jungle Boy yeah. looked up to him as a father figure. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be your father. And Jungle Boy has a father, but he's dead. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, I thought this was 
awesome, man. Like just in terms of, okay, this had been building for so long. They've been planting the seeds. Christian's a fucking veteran. You know, he's played both sides expertly through his career. He needed a shakeup, you know, yeah. like after the Kenny stuff, you know, he got that big win for the impact title. Then he lost, you know, main evented and lost at the, what was it? Double or nothing. Yeah. Or no, uh, all out, all out right. of last year. So like he got this huge push and then, but I guess he kind of referenced it in the promo, which made sense. He's like, yeah, I was happy to sit back and quote unquote mentor these guys and cash checks. So like, now in the storyline, I mean, he's built it that way, but it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, he barely wrestled. You know, I think he was in that one ladder match, you know, a few matches here or there. So I'm excited to see a fresh, hungry, heel, asshole Christian. And I'm sure when the match, hopefully he has a match with Luchasaurus too, because the end of the segment was awesome. Like Luchas, well, the music plays and you think it's going to be Jungle Boy, but it's Lucha. And like, yeah, he puts, he's choking him, and like, he's got the mic. He's like, "You're hurting me! You're hurting yeah, me!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and then like, basically, he's like, "You're like a son to me." And then mm-hmm. Luchasaurus, and like all the commentaries, just like, "Don't buy this, Luchasaurus! You can't believe this guy!" But then they they leave together, and then Christian gives a nice little smirk to the camera. So mm-hmm. like, I thought this was a home run. And I'm just very excited to see what happens. And, like, hopefully we get singles matches with yeah. both guys. But we're definitely building to a big Jungle Boy match here in the future. And I can't wait. Good storytelling here. Yes. Yeah, seems like it. Yes. So, oh, I keep hitting a button on my other computer where I've got the recap up. TJRWrestling.com yeah. or .net. <laughs> TJRWrestling.net. Check them out. Um, so I keep going to the bottom of the damn thing, but, uh, next is Malachi black and Penta Oscuro. So continuing now two weeks in a row, or maybe two out of the last three, we're finally getting the death triangle and house of black singles matches Mm -hmm. that we've been calling for, for what seems like eight months. Right. Um, but I know you texted me earlier, said you really like this match. Um, you know, the, uh, the outcome was obvious because, we had talked last week about how Penta, Phoenix, and Andrade couldn't compete at Forbidden Door due to their affiliation with AAA in Mexico. Yeah. So we knew Malachi was going to win. But, uh, yeah, finally, you know, a nice showcase for Malachi in a singles match. Oh, yeah. yeah. What would you it, think, maybe? It, yeah, you know, it was real fast. It wasn't like – didn't seem – I mean, it was, like nine, some, like, it was like nine minutes and change. Yeah, so yeah, yeah not it, a long it was match. pretty quick. There were some like big dives out of the ring, but other than that, it wasn't real like spot festy or flashy. I thought like you know it had that quick like roll up finish, right? Yeah, and the very quick surprising kind of. Finish. Well, no, he got him with the kick okay, out no, of nowhere. Remember? I'm thinking of another match. It might have been yeah. the Thunder Rosa one or the Tony yeah. Storm one. Yeah, well, yeah, the Tony Storm one was Tony quick. Storm did get a roll up. Was the yeah. quick one? Okay, yes. gotcha, gotcha. So I got those mixed up, but no, I thought this one was like pretty pretty fun you know like i said it was a pretty like fast you know hotly contested wrestling match without too much like stop you know when you talk about like spot fest you know no, it had yeah, a pretty it, good it, quick live they had a ni- they had pretty nice chemistry and flow through this yeah um but yeah then we had the package pile driver off the top rope that penta hit like right. and then he wasn't able to get because he was cashed because they had both I can't remember what move like knocked them both out, but then he hit that. And then like Malachi smartly rolled all the way to the other side of the ring. So then Penta's cashed and had to crawl over. And by the time he got there, got his foot on the rope. I thought that was really well done. 
And then, yeah, that what he used to call the black mass kick in WWE, it's just that big sweeping roundhouse that comes out of fucking nowhere every time. And yeah, he just thinking maybe like hit him with another kick or like, or, you know, Malachi blocked a kick on Penta and then just boom and like lights out. So uh, right, and that's it. I love it. Um, I'm not saying he's my pick, but I want Malachi Black to win the All-Atlantic Championship. Been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, he deserves something like that. He's just been one of the more untapped guys that, like, we know he's so much better than what we're seeing. But they've been story building and character building with the House of Black. Makes sense. But, like, I'm ready to see this guy unleash because he rules. Yeah, no, he is pretty tight. Okay. Uh, so then we have a video package with Wardlow again talking about the TNT title mm-hmm. so yeah he's uh, made his uh, his notions <laughs> notions that doesn't make sense yeah. uh, he's made it clear he wants the TNT title remember he had a match with Scorpio yeah like, in, I think like, so there was like a distraction finish DQ something that happened so yeah. Um, I mean, you gotta think he's gonna win, right? yeah, yeah, one would hope, yeah, but like I wanted Scorpio to have a night, you know, we talked a ton about the TNT title, and it sucked this whole year, pretty yeah. much. Um, it would have been nice to see Scorpio get a bit of a run with it and get him some more credibility because even though he had that one year, you know, without a loss, that was like 90% on darker elevation. So yeah. it's like, give this guy some flowers. He deserves it. But war dogs coming. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine him not winning that match. He's yeah. like one of the most protected guys in the company right now. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. Cool. I would have just liked to see maybe a different direction for war. You know, I think we talked about like a match between he and Miro. Like, yeah, would be, would yeah, that, that, that would be pretty rad. Yeah, I feel like those two, you know, very similar size. They're both monsters, mean. Like, let's get that match at some point. Maybe they will for the TNT title because yeah. Miro, a former champ, never got a rematch for it. So, who knows? But I yeah. guess Miro could also be winning uh, the All Atlantic. But uh, yeah. next we have uh, Hangman Adam Page against Milwaukee native Silas Young and Ring of Honor and veteran Silas Young. Brought up, he won the Ring of Honor World Television Championship twice. I know. Being from Milwaukee, I know Chad and Diesel have had them had him on their show. Oh wow! I think well, like I remember when Tom Tom did his the thing he wants to record with us, kind of like our origin story thing, mm-hmm. and he played like a long clip from like it was like almost like a panel or something yeah. that like Diesel and Chad were hosting with mm-hmm. like Silas Young and some other wrestlers. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could tell the Milwaukee crowd loved him. He's uh not the not the best looking guy in the world. Right. <laughs> yet, you know, kind of bald and little little pudgy, but man, he looked aw- like I would really enjoyed this. You know, he did a little cartwheel like Yeah, he yeah, he up. did. Yeah, he was he was a lot, uh, a lot more agile, you know. Yes. Had some size on Hangman too, you know. For sure. And I didn't know this, they referenced it, but that those two had had a feud back in Ring of Honor yeah. and that Silas Young beat Hangman every time cuz obviously Hangman was young and up and coming at that yeah. point. So that was interesting to me. And I, again, I thought this match was really good. It exceeded expectations. It was also only like eight or nine minutes, but just back to back, crisp, very good, solid matches. Yeah, it is solid. 
Sodomy. And, we, and we had Adam Cole on commentary, yeah. of course. Just As he's been on all, all of Hangman's Cause, matches. Because I know, think he's been, been, he's been hurt. He's had like a little nagging injury, nothing major, obviously, because yeah. he'll be wrestling Sunday. But, yeah, he's funny on commentary. He's good, but and we'll get to it. But I just do, he doesn't need to be involved with Hangman anymore. No. Jay White said it. He beat him twice. And yep. we've been talking, like, I love that Jay White said that because on TV, no one has, like, said that. It's like, come on, this guy already beat you. But I love Adam Cole. He has, you know, we talked in the past about WWE fans or whatever saying AEW buried Adam Cole. Yeah. I'm not going to say that, but his run has been a disappointment thus far. Right. Yeah. Sure. Now, now, he's definitely kind of been more of sort of an accessory than a, than a you know, a, yeah. a big feature guy. He's there, And, like, the both the matches with Hangman were great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the Samoa Joe match was a disappointment. Yeah. I did like the Orange Cassidy, um, the lights out thing they did, and Orange yeah. beat him. But again, he lost. So yeah, it's just been an interesting, you know, little time for him. But the yeah. guy's great. Um, one kind of complaint people say, and I don't necessarily disagree, is that a lot of his matches are like formulaic and kind of the same. Yeah. Sometimes, for sure. Um, but you know, I, he'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was good on commentary here, and then after the match. He gets off the mic, ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby. And then Switchblade Jay White comes out. Loved it. Uh, This guy's on top of the world right now. And, yeah, he's like, I needed to explain myself from last week when I said you're not going to get the title match. And then he's like, "You, because he's beat you twice. And, again, fucking loved it. Um, And then he goes in like, hangman! And uh, what proceeds to say – um, I think he just said he wasn't going to face him. Yeah. And then Hangman like slapped the mic out and uh, they started fighting and Hangman went for the buckshot and then Adam Cole low blowed him. Um, yeah. And then my, oh my, we finally hear that coin drop. Ding. Da-da-da. The Rainmaker himself finally in AEW, which I thought he would be, but last week remember adam cole's like okada's not even gonna be at forbidden door so a nice little swerve there um and yeah just what a moment and so happy for chad diesel and tom that they got to be there because i'm sure that was pretty fucking cool yeah that is super tight yeah got a huge pop obviously oh yeah of course he was sort of the last last you know brick to fall here and just coming out in his white t-shirt and uh um and i love angelic Yes, of course. And of course, commentary put him over big time. You know, I love that because he deserves it when he's on and when he's gone. He is the best wrestler in the world. No doubt. Um, But yeah, so we're going to get the fatal four way, another fatal four way, which again, want to preface this and we'll talk about it later, too. But like with these interpromotional type shows, there's so much politics involved that there's not going to be a lot of one-on-one singles yeah. matches because it's hard to, like, you know, you're really going to have Okada lose. Yeah. You know, like, he's the most protected guy out Or, like, you know. Um, so that's why it's uh, – there's a lot of tag matches, you know, six-man tags, eight-man tags, three-way yeah. tags. I think singles matches are only – Just you know, Mox, like, Mox and Mox Orange. Mox and Tana, and... Orange and Hosprey. Hosp- Hosp- mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. versus yeah. question mark. And then we do have the women's match because yeah. New Japan doesn't have women. So we'll mm-hmm. have Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Cool. 
Um, but yeah, this was awesome. What a moment. I screamed when I was watching this in my bed. Um, yeah, awesome shit. I mean, I well, I won't I won't spoil my pick yeah. yet. Um, but uh yeah, so then we get Jade and the baddies and Stokely and cut the shit Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, I'm liking Jade and the baddies and Stokely's mm-hmm. tight for sure. But yeah. yeah, it's you know, when they do these promos, it's always kind of the same. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's all good. Um, and then we had the Chris Statlander Athena interview, which I actually really liked. Yeah. I thought that was maybe Statlander's best promo to yeah. date. Um, and they've continued to build her up pretty well here. Um, I would love to see her take that belt off Jade. Yeah, probably not gonna happen yet, but she's like you know, she's big enough, right. posing enough, physical enough that, like, she's probably the only woman in the company, yeah. you know, outside of maybe a Nyla Rose, because she's pretty, pretty stout, too. Yeah. But they could just go with Jade, like, strength and athleticism. Nyla's not right. nearly as athletic as Statlander. So, gotcha. yeah, uh, definitely excited. And I'm sure a tag match is coming. It might even be happening yeah. on Rampage. But anywho, and then, yeah, then we have Tony Storm and Marina Shafir, the problem former MMA fighter. So like, you know, the few matches she had the one with Jade kind of a stinker. Yeah. Um, I thought this one was pretty good. I mean, she was in control the whole time, but it was, it felt like a struggle, yeah. you know, like it just, it, it was like very grippy, very pulley. <laughs> uh, very Yankee. Yeah, very Yankee yes, doodle very dandy. Yankee. Yeah. New York. Uh, how about the Yankees? They're yeah. insane this year. Yeah, usually the, the best Mets. team in baseball and, and the, Mets. the Mets. And welcome back, Greg. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, solid struggle here. And uh, yeah, like I said, Shafir dominated most of the way, and Tony caught her with the roll up yeah. pin. And you knew she was going to win because she's challenging for the title. But yeah. um, speaking of Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose came down with Marina, which was interesting because I don't yeah. think they I guess maybe on dark, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that brought Thunder Rosa out and Tony picks up the belt. We have our stare down. I think this match should be great and definitely a step up. Uh, well, this, the deep match was really good, yeah. but the night, like at least feud wise, and there's not really much of a story here yet, but there's, it's more of a mutual respect thing. They're both faces. I think it should be really good. And it's the only women's match on the card. So hopefully they get adequate time. And I think, these are two very talented women, and it'll be a great match. Yeah, and it'll be nice to see Thunder Rosa actually kind of get some sort of center stage kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, and again, with it being the only women's, like, that's it's a big deal. They got to go out and kill it. Yeah. Um, what's next? Darby and Sting saying they're teaming with two of my favorites, Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. Calling themselves the dudes with attitude. I know, yeah. It sounds very WCW, something like, you know, yeah. That is so, interestingly enough, in WWF in 95, Shawn Michaels and Diesel went by, they were known as two dudes with attitudes. Oh, that's which is funny. Why I thought that was funny that they were just ripping yeah. off that here. And it's, I don't know, did Sting say that in the promo, I think? Yeah, is that yeah. why? I think so, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, the two dudes with attitudes was actually our boy Rayon, Ali, yeah. that was that one match that he had talked about. Was right. the two dudes with attitudes for all the belts in yeah. your house? There it is. I need some water. Yeah, there it is. Um, so we, I guess, yeah, we're headed into our main event. 
with Jericho coming down with Sammy and Ty. They're all back together. I guess I'm happier to see Sammy and Ty with Yeah, di- it, it dilutes their annoying. Agreed. Yeah. Now it's it's all part of like what they're all doing now. And I mean, Ty Conti looks yeah. wonderful, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I think if they're going to be heels, which they need to be right now, I think putting them in this group is definitely better than having, because whatever they were doing before was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, Lance Archer, I said it right that time. Um, it's interesting team here. These two yeah. don't really have much history. Um, but obviously with, or at the show, they're teaming with Suzuki goon, which Archer is a part of, um, it'll be cool to see, um, Suzuki and Jericho on the same team as well, but there you um, go. so yeah, we had Moxley and Tanahashi against Jericho and Archer match was all right. I thought it was a bit of a plod, you know, um, and that, as great as Tanahashi is, and as like again, they were the commentators were sucking him off big time, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. He didn't look great in this match, right? You know, yeah. He wasn't. It was a tag match. He is older. He's yeah. not fast anymore. That was on display. But like, what you'll see Sunday is like in ring. This guy's one of the best storytellers, best capturing emotion, best of getting you behind him and making you want him to win. It's just hard to explain, like at this age where he's limited athletically, he's yeah. got he's had numerous injuries, like he can still pull it off. I've got a five star with him this year with Ishii. Like the guy, he is as good as everyone's saying, and he's been able to adapt. Like he used to be much more of a high flyer, yeah. very fast, but he's like 45, 46 now. Yeah. Numerous injuries, tons of miles on the body. But yeah, like this match it felt like a bunch of old guys out there, yeah. frankly, because <laughs> Archer's like 45 or something. Something like that. Yeah. Jericho's you know. 50. Yeah. Um, Mox is like 35, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't a bad match. It just wasn't the most exciting. No. Yeah. It was just kind of a little plotting, you know, yeah. I thought. Um, and a little plotty. Yeah. A little plot match. <laughs> oh yeah. Very plot matchy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the ending was fun with uh, Mox hitting the paradigm shift and Tana landing yeah. high fly flow, and then we had just a big fuck fest after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Eddie Kingston came out, and then it just all you know. <laughs> but I think the funniest fucking thing was that Mox and Tana were just staring at each other in the ring the whole time, and they didn't do anything. It's just like five minutes of them just looking at each other and like talking. <laughs> that geeked me out big time, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, who all came out? Wheeler, Yuta, like basically the whole Blackpool Combat Club, the whole Jericho Appreciation Society. The whole rigmarole, yeah. We had Bald Ortiz, first time we got to see. Like, when I saw him running out, I'm like, who is who that? Who is that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bald Ortiz looked great. Santana, uh, yeah, it was a total fuck fest out yeah. there. But, yeah, Tana and uh, Mox staring each other down for an hour was hilarious. And, yeah, yeah, I thought this show was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a fun, like, good go home. And just, like, getting this much New Japan on there, even though, like, you know, Sabre didn't say anything, still just great to see him. This is what it's all about. Like, I love it. I just wish so many people weren't hurt for this. Yeah, I know. That's that's a – it's a damn shame. But, yeah, this was just – this was just a, a cool, unique like one of a kind show because yeah they've been sprinkling in the new japan stuff but right. you had their two arguably their three top stars with jay white tanahashi and okada not in ca- not counting naito and abushi um well abushi might be gone now but yeah. anywho um 
again, was so pumped for those guys that got to be there. Like what a, what an experience, but uh, yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we get to our little pickaroos here? I know let's we've kind of hinted at some. Um, uh, let's do it. Hang on. Uh... Forbidden door. <laughs> cursed, Long. cursed forbidden door. Squeaky or creaky door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so we start with the buy-in. Hilarious match here. We've got the Gun Club, including Billy Gun, Sid, and Houston, <laughs> and Max Caster versus the LA Dojo team of Alex Coughlin, Yuya Yemura, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. Who do you got? <laughs> I'm not going to pick the gun club and casters, so I'm going with a, a team dojo. Okay, I'll, sure. I am. I am going to pick the gun club and caster. I just, th- I just think that like they've at least been trying to push those yeah. guys, and it's been funny, a little bit over the top, but at least it's given the gun club something to do other than yeah. just be jobbers, and they're yeah. they're kind of funny. So yeah, I'll pick I'll pick them. But uh, all right, we've got Zach Saber Jr. versus TBA. Who do you got? <laughs> Who do you got? Because I'm going to pick the opposite. I mean, like I, I, I have, you know. So I'll, yeah. I think it will be Cesaro slash Claudio Castagnoli, and I'm yeah. going to pick him. So my pick. Oh wow! Be, so you're taking the field? I guess my I'll take pick. Zach yeah, Saber my Jr. pick then. will be TBA. As much as I love Zach Saber Jr. and he's one of my favorites in the world. Yeah. I just think if it's going to be a new AEW signee, it would you know, be big moment for them to get their first win over a Zack Sabre Jr. But again, this is where the politics come into play, especially with these singles matches. So yes, sir. It'll be interesting. Uh, I've got bullet club El Fantasmo, who I love. And I think you're going to like Hikaleo and the young bucks against the dudes with attitudes, which I love this fucking team. Darby Allen, Sting, Shingo Takagi, Hiromu Takahashi, who you got? Let's do the dudes with attitude. Why I'm right not? there yeah, with yeah, you, yeah, brother. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I think and it's I'll... just a stronger team. Like yeah. Hikaleo, he's a big, big oaf. Yeah, and I think you need your like <laughs> predominantly New Japan teams are gonna get like gonna get their wins here. Yeah, they've got to get some. Well, yeah. I guess this is both kind of half and half. But yeah, yeah. Um, El Fantasma is sick. Like he's just kind of a. Some bit of a grease ball, but like right. really good. And he's moved. So he was a junior heavyweight. He's moved up to heavyweight and will be in the G1 this year. So very exciting. And he yeah. had the best match of the best of the Super Juniors tournament with Robbie Eagles. There you go. All right. Next up, I've got the women AEW Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Ma, 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 ma. I'm taking Tony Storm. Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Storm's I, I, a Bruin. Yeah, you know, I think there'll be one title change here, and I think that one's the most likely. Okay, I, we're getting we're getting well. The last match we picked similarly, but I'm going to take Thunder Rosa. I could see Tony Storm winning for sure, and I wouldn't be upset about it because I really do like her as well. But I think we just need to squeeze a little more juice out of this Thunder Rosa, or yeah. unless maybe she loses and turn heel, I'd be all for that because I yeah. think. Uh, a fierce, bad Thunder Rosa could be a lot of fun. Just what the doctor ordered. Mm. Okay, next is three-way winner-takes-all tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. We've got FTR versus the United Empire versus Rapongi Vice. Who you got? FTR, I think, you know. FTR! I think FTR! I'm right there with I think this might be second most obvious 
uh, behind uh, Orange and Will Asprey. Okay. I could see the United Empire winning it. Um, Bring the ROH titles back to Japan. And, you know, because ROH is – no one knows what it's going to be yet, so it could be cool to have those guys. Could, could, it, could it just, like, let the belt get some history over yeah, there? but yeah. I think it'll be FTR. And if it's FTR, I hope we see them in Japan at some point yeah. to defend those titles because that would be fucking tight. Yeah. All right. Singles match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, even though Juice Robinson has the belt. <laughs> it's Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. And I think we've both, yep. I mean, Osprey, yeah. Osprey. most obvious one, you know, I would totally agree. I still but think it's going to be a fun match. But as I think, we the said, result, I think yeah. it's going to be awesome, but yeah. yeah. And they're not going to have Osprey go one and three in AEW. By right. Um, yeah. Osprey gets the dub and yeah. What could be a show stealing match? I think, um, I think it'll be amazing. You get a drink of water here. Get it. Um, I get one too. Oh, <laughs> all right. We've got a six-man tag. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. So let me tell you just a little bit about Shota. So he was one of the young lions in New Japan while Moxley was over there. And, like, Moxley kind of took him under his wing, and Shota would, like, come out with him for every match. And when Mox was the U.S. champ, Shota would be carrying the belt out for him. And it was a really cool thing because, like, young lions typically don't get, like, a ton of, like, love like that. But yeah. so – and he's Red Shoe's son, the ref. Oh, really? No shit. That's so wild. So, funny enough, Jericho mentioned it, but at Wrestle Kingdom 12, when he wrestled Kenny, they were on the outside. And fucking Shota was one of the young lions at ringside. Jericho's beating the shit out of him and puts him in the walls of Jericho right in front of Red Shoes. Oh, wow. Fucking geek. (laughs) So there's the history there between Jericho and Shota, and then obviously with Mox and Shota, so that's why he joins, you know, by default here, the Blackpool Combat Club. So, yeah, should be a fun little match. Just interesting parties involved here, but certainly the Jericho-Kingston feud is the thread here. But who do you got? Uh, I'm taking Kingston. It's kind of who I want to win, you know. <laughs> like, I know Eddie Kingston seems like he he has a lot. He has he indebts a lot to uh, New Japan wrestlers. So, during this event, I would like to see him get the win uh, just as much his, as anyone. He loves his Japanese wrestling. I would love to see him go to Japan at some point. But I'm picking Jericho. Jericho, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's the that's that, that's the that's the head pick. I'm picking yeah, the heart pick. Here, I would say you know? so, but again, it could go either way. Um, yeah. I just think, and this is no slight against Wheeler or Shota, but like Jericho, Sammy, Suzuki just feels like a stronger team to me. But with Eddie Kingston, all bets are off. He's the fucking man. All right. Three matches to go, three championship matches. This one will be a new champion, an inaugural champion. And we learned some very, very disappointing news yesterday that Tomohiro Ishii has to miss the match due to a knee injury. Clark Connors? <laughs> the wild rhino, baby! <laughs> he sounds like a superhero alias, like, you know. So he's replaced by Clark Connors, who's a recent graduate of the L.A. Dojo. Uh, hadn't been seen much in Japan because of COVID. He was here doing New Japan Strong, was in the best of the Super Juniors, so that was kind of his first showcase and looked really good. I mean, I think he 
maybe he had like a three and six or four and five record, but like the fans were liking him. He's adopted. So that's the thing with the young lions. When they graduate, they take on kind of a new persona yeah. and like gimmick. So to, so he's the wild rhino, which is just a fucking which is goofy geek. as hell. And yeah. his shirt just, it's a black shirt with big yellow letters. It just says big horn energy. <laughs> and you just see all these Japanese fans waving it around. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's hilarious. But yeah, Clark, he's short. It's probably like five nine, but he's fucking jacked. Like he's absolutely yoked. Uh, he had a great match with Ishii. Definitely the best match of his career, which he lost, and Ishii qualified. But yeah, obviously, you know, Ishii is definitely one of my favorites. So this was sad. You know, adding mm-hmm. to the injury list of Danielson and CM Punk and probably others that I can't think of. And but anyway, still will be a very, very fun match because, you know, I'm happy for Connors. Big, big showcase for him. Mm-hmm. My biggest match of his career now against Miro, Pack, and Malachi Black. Great competition. Um, I love this. I love this match. It would have been so much better with Ishii, but I just like this group, and I don't know how it's going to work. And I think this is very tough to pick, but who do you got? Uh, I'm going to pick Malachi Black. I think, Me that, too. you know, this is his first big title. Uh his first title in AEW, it's about time. You know, he's been kind of slowly, gradually, and I think recently, you know, especially with the last match on Dynamite, it sort of exponentially got there. Yeah. So, yeah. I could see either of the three winning. Clark ain't winning, unfortunately. But, you know, Miro's had this whole thing with his God and the Redeemer and the TNT title. So I could see them putting it on him. And Pac, similarly, he's been a day oneer in AEW, has not won a championship. And he's amazing. So, yeah, I think this is one of the tougher ones to predict. Yeah. All right. The final two, which, frankly, I think are pretty predictable. Yeah. But we'll hear your picks first. So the fatal four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship features Jay White defending against his rival, Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. And they've all kind of got history together yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Okada and Hangman had a match in 2018, best Hangman match in New Japan. Hangman and Jay White had had a few matches. I know Cole and Hangman had interacted in uh, Ring of Honor. He and Jay White have had. So, yeah, there's there's some threads here. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Uh, I'll take Jay White. Jay White it is. Yeah, yeah I think this is, is yeah. pretty obvious because he just won it. Yeah, last that's what I was thinking. Weeks he just ago. won it. Yeah, so he's not and giving it up. No, not yet. Like, so his first IWGP heavyweight win, he did not have a single title defense. No. So he beat Tanahashi, dropped it to Okada in his first match two months later. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening again. And he's that was 2019, and he's five, ten steps higher now. Yeah. Like this guy is one of, if not the just best wrestlers in the world right now yeah. from a total package. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be Jay White. But I think this should be very, very fun because New Japan rarely does multi-man matches. So I think it'll be like seeing Okada in a match like this is going to be very interesting. Fascinating. Yes. And our main event. Moxley against the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, for the interim AEW World Championship. Who you got? Mox. Mox. Yeah. You know, I think this is the completion of the redemption arc. I read an article on ESPN talking about sort of his, um, you know, that just kind of came out, I think, today. So oh. I think, you know, just the, you just feel the storyline building because it's all about his sort of struggles and rehab and, yeah, you know, and like sort of what he went through on like a physical level. 
Um, yeah. and, and the toll it took on his, you know, like you get, you get a, you know, a, some insight into that and you just can't help but think that this is kind of, you know, he's sort of come back, you know, to the top of the mountain that, yeah. you know, that was and taken he's off. he's been awesome this year. Yeah. So good. And he's been doing a lot of indie shit too. Like having right. matches with, you know, Mike Bailey, Tony Depp and guys you don't know, but that are like awesome. Yeah. yeah. He deserves it. And it's weird to think like, you know, we've talked before, like, who would be the first two-time AEW champ? And I wouldn't have picked Mox at least this early, but obviously yeah. CM Punk's injury dictates, and it is a quote-unquote interim, which I hate. Yeah. But the way the announcers were talking almost made it seem like Punk would be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. So it's like because they kept saying like whoever wins punk will face as opposed to just like, you know, let Mox wins and defends the title two, three times before punk. Yes. So I don't know, but I think he had like foot surgery, so he can't be like ready soon. But anyway, I think this, it's a very contrast of styles, uh, but Tana can certainly get in some war, like some slug fest. Cause he's had like the match with Ishii, like I said, um, so, yeah, uh, Mox is definitely going to bring it out of him for sure. And I think this is going to be an emotional match. And I can't wait. And I might cry. Who knows? Aww. I haven't decided what shirt I'm going to wear either. Yeah, I might that's going to be a big ta- decision. I might wear my Tana shirt. You should, you, should tweet, you should tweet it out. You know, tweet know, out the candidates I, and build up. I know. I don't get on Twitter enough. I stink. <laughs> <laughs> but this show will not stink, even though it is not as perfect as it could have been. I'm so excited to be going. I'm sad that you will not be there, but we will certainly, we'll have to obviously video chat you or something sure. uh, throughout the weekend. Cause it'll be fun. going to be with a bunch of clowns. It's going to be sick. Uh, so yeah, just, it'll be me, Tom, Chad, Tim King, um, Nick from the UW pod, Dan from cage, my IQ. And I'm, am I missing one? Oh, the re- the other wrestling guy. Oh yeah, my spot. Yeah, yeah. Aesop yeah. Mitchell, um... which we just learned this yesterday. Tom got he's an indie wrestler in Milwaukee, got this guy to take Bo's ticket. And the show we went to, Fourth Wall Wrestling, we were front row, small venue, been drinking. Bo was definitely yapping with all the wrestlers. And Tom told me that this guy kicked your chair, which <laughs> I remember something like that happening during the show. But when he told me that, I was literally, I couldn't stop geeking out. Yeah, that's He's like, great. yeah, this guy actually is the one who kicked Beaumont's chair at fourth wall. I'm like, this <laughs> is like meant to be. That's great. This Incredible. is so funny. Well, um, but yeah, going to be a great time. Yes, and, it know, is. We'll certainly touch base with you. And yeah, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, be good to each other. And enjoy. And don't be an asshole. Yeah, and Enjoy the enjoy the festivities this week, and it's gonna be. I imagine it's gonna be stellar. Thank you, buddy. Bye bye. Oi.